the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. We are at episode... Whew, 364. I'm Paul Spain. <laughs> and I'm Theo Gibson. Welcome along, Theo. Great to have you back on the show. Oh, great to be here. Now, you better remind people where you fit into this world of, of tech and podcasting. Yeah, sure. So uh, my day job is I'm basically a film and television broadcast engineer, sales guy. So um, I work with uh, TVNZ, Park Road Post, MediaWorks, all those guys. Um, and uh, and in the podcasting world, I'm one of the hosts on the NZEV podcast with D West. So, yeah, yeah so electric, electric vehicle, vehicle podcast. Focus, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah, and that's been going very well, hasn't it? It seems yeah. to be uh, a lot of a lot of interest. I know yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. a bunch of the New Zealand Tech Podcast listeners have uh, have been enjoying uh, listening in. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, no, we're really enjoying it, actually. Um, we're actually going to be recording our Myths episode this week, so... That's quite exciting because, you know, it's always highly amusing what people think about electric cars and what the realities are. They run on water, don't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Hydrogen, right? Hydrogen, yeah. Um, good, good. Mm. Oh, we'll be looking forward to uh, looking forward to that one. Well, thanks uh, for coming back on the, on the show. Pleasure. Uh, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's jump in. Now, I've seen some headlines recently. The NBR had one uh, to do with... What uh, a recent uh, ransomware attack had in terms of an impact on uh, Maersk shipping line, and so I thought I'd do a little bit of digging because kind of curious. We've never mm. uh, seen too much in terms of what is actually the impact of poor security and how it sort of plays into uh, the the earnings for uh, for big global companies before it's not yeah. something i would noticed being reported so though well i want to have a little bit of a look and so found an article uh quite a recent article in uh, tech republic and there, there are a few other people reporting this about merc um as opposed to Merck. so um merc um what do they do? Drug, they're drug dealers, aren't they? <laughs> Most probably. Uh, yeah. drug, 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 drug companies. So <laughs> uh, I should uh, clear that up so yeah. I, don't, I don't get into any, uh, any, into any uh, uh, legal hot uh, water. Um, when, when, when I searched for them online, uh, their, their title uh, came up with uh, Inventing for Life, Merck. Um, so... There you go. Now, the impact on them, apparently uh, last quarter, what it cost their business for, uh, they got hit by not NotPetya ransomware, and $300 million US dollars wow. was uh, the, the figure that was mentioned. Um, and... That's just for the recent quarter, and they expect to, they expect to have a have a flow on into the next quarter as well. Wow! Um, so it's it's actually kind of good in a way that we're seeing these numbers come out mm. because sometimes organisations need a little bit of a shake up to bring their technology into line with yeah. best practices from a security perspective, absolutely, and, and so on. And um, I mean, boy, you've got to. Um, um, yeah, you you got to learn some some lessons from <laughs> from that uh, if you're not following good cybersecurity practices and yeah. keeping things uh, current and 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 updated, or you know you're stuck on a an old version oh, of for- Windows or Mac OS yeah. or whatever it is. So, so yeah, I mean in the past, most of these stories with ransomware, you hear about little little firms, a little doctor's office, or yeah. you know I was dealing with. Um, a real estate agent and just a little real estate office, and um, oh yeah, no, we don't uh, we don't put too many rules around what people do with IT, and yeah, we've got a couple of contractors and you know people that work yeah. in with us, and they have whatever on their own computers, and yeah, we sync it all up via Dropbox. It's it's fine, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they were down for they were down for weeks. They couldn't wow. find files and. Um, <laughs> 
and and so on when uh you know one of them got hit with some some ransomware wow um but yeah hearing um hearing that it cost uh Merck, uh yeah 300 million uh us so so far um or over over 300 uh, million is uh is is nuts um and i think that there were similar figures that were mentioned against uh Maersk shipping line yeah um and also FedEx taking taking a big hit. Um, I'm surprised about FedEx, actually. You'd think, you know, they would be a little bit more up with the play. They're well, a pretty global some, company. Sometimes we make these assumptions, right? I mean, Maersk, I think, are the biggest shipping um, line globally. And so, you know... The bigger they are, the harder they fall. The harder they fall, that's for sure. Um, yes. So, yeah, there's some... Um, I guess it just takes one employee when, you know, the operating system says, are you sure you want to open this file to click the yes button, you know, and... Uh, well, usually, in theory, there's lot, there's you know, there are lots of layers and good mm. you know mechanisms to put that sort of you know to have protection the protection in place. Um, you know, within my firm, within Gorilla, we we certainly spend a lot of time on the technological processes that mm. can minimise the impact if somebody says yes to something that they shouldn't. Mm. That the chance of that actually causing any damage is is heavily reduced. Yeah, and some of that stuff is you know as simple as. Uh, you know, running on the very latest version of the operating system and having Absolutely. it patched and maintained all yeah. the time. Uh, some of it is to do with making sure that, well, people that aren't, you know, system administrators aren't, you know, yeah. having administration rights. Yeah. Uh, or even if you are an administrator, uh, that you're not operating every day with the administrator hat on because that's not what you do. Yes. All the time, so yes. you you know, so there, there's there's so many aspects to that, and one of the other ones that we do with um, our clients is um, cybersecurity awareness training. Mm. So we can teach them about some of those some of those risks, and well, that's a big part of it. I think you huge, really need yeah. to actually you know show people what they sh- should and shouldn't be doing with uh, with their file management these days because there's so many things that can go wrong. That's right. And um, actually, this week, we've seen two, two really interesting ones. We had uh, one that got hit with a, a spear phishing attack, and these wow. things are getting uh, are getting better. So I remember looking back, uh, you know, to at least maybe a couple of years ago, and we'd see things like a, a chief financial officer or somebody in the accounts department get an email that purported to be from the CEO and say, oh, you know, can you please transfer X amount into this account? We'll yeah. sort the paperwork out later. Yeah. And when you looked at it closely, there were so many sort of signs that, yeah, look, this 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 is rubbish, right? Yeah. Um, but th- they're getting better and better. So they're copying, they're, they're getting hold of the, the accurate signatures, yes, the, the sort the of style yeah. in which people sign off and making them look more and more and more uh, accurate. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very cunning. And then there was another one where a company, uh, their, a, a competitor in their particular space had sent them an email <laughs> And uh, so they were able to have a bit of a chuckle because they they realised like this doesn't this doesn't look right. It looks yes. automated. Yes. But their competitor was sending this email referring to a PDF attachment, and it had that you know that competitor's email signature and so on. Oh, really? Was, was all in there. Yeah. Um, but their computer had obviously got. Uh, um, you know, <laughs> taken over. Oh, uh, dangerous. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, from their perspective, it made that, you know, makes them look good that they didn't get hit. Yes. And, uh, you know, when, when they rung up the, the company concerned, um, yeah, I think the, the, the comment was as soon as this person's name was mentioned, it wasn't, shall I put you through? It was like, oh, yeah, um, yeah, that person's email and system's been hacked. <laughs> Uh, which you know wow. is is not is not you know not a, a great reflection on a business. No, to, um, to have that happen, but it can it can happen, and it happens to the big boys. But um, you know, I th- I think there's uh, there's plenty that can be done to minimise those risks. Yes. But you can never a hundred percent get rid of it either. No. It's the reality. So, yeah. yeah. 
now, a quick chat about new phones. Now, you yeah. were just having a look at, um, we've got the Huawei Mate, uh, Mate 10 and Mate 10 um, Pro here, mm. and uh, pretty, pretty, pretty slick, you know, handsets yeah, overall. Yeah, it feels quite nice in the hand. Yeah, and I mean, look. Great battery life. That's one thing I've noticed. Just using it over, over you know, had it for a, f- a few more days. We talked about it. I talked about it briefly uh, last week. Um, that's cool. The one thing that is left on my to do list to try. Well, there's more than one. <laughs> um, one of the things is to try out what they call the first, the world's first 4.5G. So it's supposed to be able to do um, 1.2 gigabits per second. Wow. Um, Call it Cat eighteen and lots of other um, te- technical names. Um, so I haven't got a network to try that on and see whether I can get over a gigabit out of the uh, internet on my smartphone. It's crazy, um, but it's it's nice knowing. Yeah, technically, uh, it's right at the forefront from that perspective. Yeah. Um, but the the one bit that um, I am keen to try, and I. Um, Saw Mauricio from Geek Zone tweeted an image of him trying it, so mm. he's ahead of me on this one. <laughs> well done, Mauricio. Uh, he's been trying out PC mode. Oh, yeah. And now we've had this on other phones before where you can use that smartphone, use your smartphone to drive a you know full oh, okay. size, uh, yeah, full HD screen, keyboard and mouse. And, so Bluetooth and keyboard and mouse, right, I imagine. Um, I th- yeah, I th- I mean, you probably would naturally mm. use Bluetooth mm. keyboard and mouse, mm. but uh, you can for these systems usually also you use a dock US, as yeah. well, so you can. Um, but they talk about doing it dockless, yeah. so I haven't had a yeah haven't had a close look at yeah. what all the options are for doing that. Uh, but it looks like they've taken a, a slightly different approach, and maybe you know they're the, they're the ones to have sort of nailed no, that. So if they get well, it right, of course we'll see time, we'll see everybody uh, emulate that. I know yeah. some people already you know have, um, yeah finding it quite good on their on their Samsungs like the Note Eight and Galaxy S Eight. Um, so yeah, it's um, uh, good to good to see that that area continuing to uh, to improve as we see with the other areas. Now, iPhone X, so I'm now nearly two weeks in with the iPhone yeah. X. Um, it's pretty hard to fault except for one <laughs> one thing on my wish list. And I've mentioned this about smartphones before. I mentioned it with um, Samsung's S8 is where they'd put the uh, fingerprint sensor on the back next to the lens. Yes. And I wasn't super keen on that. No. Um, well... The iPhone X, of course, doesn't have the fingerprint sensor at all. And look, I'm going to call out Sony's approach again, which is the power button, which is on the side of the phone, and the phone has to be certain thickness to allow a power button of this size, although maybe they could go slightly smaller. Um, but the the power button, which is reasonably, reasonably thin, yeah. has fingerprint reader built into it. And that's quite cool. And it, ah, I just, I just think it's it's perfect because when you pick up a phone, you yeah. usually got fingers on 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 either, either side, side. Yeah. so it's just there. You don't have to do anything, yeah. not having to swipe up or anything else. Um, that said, I'm very, you know, I've got used to the swiping up, got used to how to multitask between apps, and yeah. it's very very fast once you get used to it. Uh, loving having the smaller phone with the dual lens, but. Yeah. I do wish that the power button had a fingerprint reader in it or that there was one on the back because there just are situations where you cannot look at your phone but you would like to unlock your phone. Yes. Or it's not quite the right angle to, um, to see you and you're trying to move it back to get in into the right view. So what's your success rate on, on facial unlock then? Okay, I'm just doing it now <coughs> and it's telling me to enter a passcode. Hold on, let me try again. And and I'm in, so right. I'm not quite sure what I what I did differently there. Usually, quite if I even it, lighting in here though, isn't it? Usually, if I give it a second go, usually it's fine. But yeah. there are some scenarios where it's not. Um, yeah, it's 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 usually pretty quick. Mm. But there are just there are those those situations in bed, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, oh, look at my phone, 
and it's it's is not it, doing it, it. And the car was one we talked about yeah. last week. So you've got it on a stand and your car and your EV, even yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, electric uh, car. You're trying to you know yeah. hook, you're hooking your phone in there, um, <laughs> and ah, oh, your stand doesn't actually have it pointing at you. Yeah, and so you, yeah, you probably don't want to be bashing away. <laughs> pin codes and stuff while, no. while you're trying to drive until we get into an autonomous. So maybe the yeah. answer is not fixing the phone, it's fixing the car. <laughs> yeah. We need to have <laughs> autonomous vehicles. Uh, just So you, you know, can just standard. unlock your phone, basically. Yes, yeah, so you've got time yeah. to look, look away. <laughs> I'm but, not sure if Apple are going to deliver that result for us this year. So, uh, Give maybe, it time. Maybe, maybe, yeah, so... But that that would be my uh, my little thing would yeah, be for yeah. the uh, you know iPhone X point one or whatever uh, next year's version is would yeah. be just cover the both of the, the bases. X, the X's. Why not? No. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah, it's I don't think it's a killer. Yeah, but it, it's a nice to have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I use the, I use the fingerprint unlock in my car all the time when it's on a stand. You know, makes sense. Yes, so we we will get there. The technology, there's yeah, there's not there's not too much to uh, not too much to complain about there, um, but I will we'll call that one out and say please give me a fingerprint <laughs> reader as well. Yes, um, that said, their facial recognition is the best in the in the business to date. So um, they've done a good job. Nice. Um, but yeah, their camera doesn't look you know in every their you yeah. know every single direction and cover every scenario. <laughs> now, um, another gadget or set of gadgets that we wanted to talk about is uh, Nest. Now, I mentioned on uh, the podcast a couple of episodes that, oh, it's under embargo and I can't mention who it is. And then I completely forgot to mention it last week after the embargo came off, is <laughs> that uh, Nest have launched in New Zealand. Now, Nest is is an interesting, uh, interesting business because – it is owned by well you used to say it's owned by uh, Google of course these days it's um, it's alphabet and uh, Nest are probably most famous uh, for their uh, thermostat and that was kind of what the whole nest uh, brand was uh, uh, was built on now there are a whole lot more than that now um, found, founded by um, Tony Fidel. And Matt Rogers now, you know Tony uh, uh, Fidel is a is a pretty well known uh, name um, from his work with uh, Apple and uh, iPod and 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 so on. So very a very talented uh, inventor. Um, I don't think he's actually with um, with Nest anymore. Um, now one of the other products. Um, uh, I've got lots to cover here. Hold on. So, first <laughs> up, the um, the Nest thermostat that's not available in New Zealand, right, uh, and Australia, where Nest just launched in both markets. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is more to do with how our homes are heated and so on in New Zealand than anything else. In mm. the US, you you know you just tend to have a, a full full air conditioned house that ties up and works with these nest yes. uh, gadgets yeah. whereas here we you know we're not we're, <laughs> we're lucky if we've got insulation yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're a little bit more ad hoc you know we we're only just starting to cotton on to double glazing and um you know i think we are powering our homes now um you know, only just yeah, we, yeah. we've got maybe we've just gone past all those things and, and we're you know we're mainlining the internet to our houses with UFB but um we've missed out on some of the other niceties they have in um, other parts of the world so yeah nest is known for its its learning thermostat which is very cool um yeah technically you would probably be able to buy one from the US if you really wanted and but it in, that's yeah. not their focus here um so nest protect was their big um Product they launched in uh, October 2013, uh, and then the other products that they've got are um, cameras. Mm. And the cameras I have tested before because they're from another company called Dropcam that they acquired in uh, uh, about three and a half years ago. They acquired Dropcam for around half a billion US dollars. Wow. And uh, the drop cam cameras are really cool because they just there wasn't much to them. Yeah, the Wi-Fi connected, and then they just push everything up to the cloud. Nice. Uh, now there's some other brands that have copied 
their approach and mm-hmm. certainly had a play around with uh, with some of those. Um, and even some of what Ring does with their Ring doorbell has some similarities to that model. Mm. Um, here in New Zealand, the subscriptions start at $16 a month, so it's not super cheap not to super be paying cheap, for yeah. those, those cloud um, storage bits and pieces. Um, I'm still on the free trial, so I haven't jumped in and actually done a full analysis of what you get in the plans mm. and, and so on, mm. um, but you can get sort of 30-day storage. Now, just so running through quickly, the two products that I've um, played with so far, uh, the Nest Protect, which is the um, uh, the smoke detector um, and carbon monoxide detector. Excuse any bumps in the noise as I go and grab this. Hold on. Oh, oh bear with me. Okay, so this looks a little bit more like a ceiling-mounted wireless access point it does. than, yeah, than your usual it. smoke alarm. Um, so yeah, a, a nice little, uh, nice little gadget. When you open it up at the base, it has in it uh, six AA uh, energizers. It also has a uh, USB port in it, um, but it does look very wireless access point-like. Um, th- now, the thing I've got to say about the Nest devices is they're the easiest things to set up in the world. Now, I thought the Ring doorbell were, were pretty easy to set up, yeah. but what uh, the Ring doorbells don't have is Bluetooth. Okay. So you have to connect onto their own wireless network, which is only a few clicks and yeah. so on, and it's pretty quick to do. Yeah. What Nest do is they put Bluetooth in the devices so you can communicate with them without having to peer to them or anything. Nice. They then do a scan around, work out what Wi-Fi networks are around, and you give it the um, the code, and they can access your Wi-Fi network. Nice. So I'm just going to give it a little tap for a demo. Ready in the office. Press to test. So this knows this one's been set up here in the off for the office as a location. Ready in the office. Press to test. This is only a test. The alarm will sound. The alarm is loud. The test starts in ten <laughs> seconds. Ominous. Press to cancel. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. You might want to block the readers, guys. <laughs> Three. Two, no, we'll dull this down one. in the mix. This is only a test. Testing smoke. Testing carbon monoxide. Okay, so that 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 can that continues. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll can- just a moment. Well, I'm just I'm just, just trying to cancel the test. Um, I, I think it's right, I might, in, I think right I into cancel. the eardrum there. Um, it's good. Sorry about that, folks. Um, but you know, very nice, simple. Um, it's got you know that that voice interface as well for communicating what's uh, what's going on. These things link up. So uh, Ness sent me a couple of them, so you can have them at different parts of your house, and because they communicate with each other. If, let's say, you've got a fire at one end of your house or one part of your house or a different floor, um, actually what happens is all... Oh, you're speaking again. Um, All of the uh, Nest Protect devices will go off, so everyone within the premises gets gets alerted or everyone within your house gets alerted, um, which is, is, yeah, is nice and and slick. It's fine. Thank you, Nest. It's still talking away there. Um, Yeah, so... Quite uh, quite good from those regards. Obviously, mm-hmm. pairs up to an app. You get update on you know what's what's happening and the house is burning down or not. Yeah. yeah, well, nice to know remotely that you, it is, <laughs> and that's when the camera comes in because then you can go and have a look and just yeah, see right. what the flames look like if <laughs> yeah. if you've still got an internet <laughs> the five connection. Five seconds till yeah. it gets <laughs> melted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I quite like the approach that they've you know they've taken with that, and it does the carbon monoxide yeah, cool. um, side as well. So you you know gas leak type scenarios. Mm. Um, it's quite good. So, so what um, do they retail at then? Um, oh, I'll have to jump back and have a look at the figures shortly. Mm. Um, they're not they're not low cost, mm. um, but they do seem to be really really nice uh, bits mm. of kit. Mm. Now, the cameras you've got indoor cameras and outdoor cameras, and then you've got the IQ models. Now, all of the cameras with the software detect will do people detection, so it'll figure out that a you know person walked past. Um, the um, they're all uh, powered, mm. so they're not battery based. Some of the outside cameras we've seen mm. recently, um, yeah, require you to 
recharge batteries from time to time and so on. Uh, these ones are, you know, they're watching all the time. Mm. They're, um, they definitely have to be powered. So mm. I'm just jumping through some hoops to, mm. to get an outdoor um, camera set up at the moment. I've got uh, indoor IQ one set up here at the office. Mm. And in fact, if I go and have a look in the <laughs> app, I'll see some footage of Theo walking in earlier. <laughs> uh, in fact, I'll have an alert on my phone. Unfamiliar face at the entryway. Uh, oh, that's somebody else. So 17 minutes ago, somebody came in wearing a yellow T-shirt. That would have been a courier, I think, uh, with, a, with a little very Yeah, red and yellow. It's that courier post, I think. Um, it's probably got a good enough shot, though, that next time he comes, it will actually recognize. It'll be recognised. And you can go into the app. Um, you have two different locations. So you've got two houses, that, that type of thing. Um is handy. I did try to add a third location, and it goes, add home. Your account already has the maximum number of homes. Oh, okay. So you're not allowed to own more than two homes. <laughs> That's or, it. You've or got to sell one. Utilize yeah. more than more than two, uh, two, two locations. Um, oh, let me jump into that one. Now, uh, where is it? People. So I've got a list. Um, I've got a list of people, and in fact, uh, Jason came in earlier, so I've got a picture of uh, Jason on my screen, and uh, it says, do you know this person? So I'm going to just say yes. Got somebody else, it's a courier, so even though he was quite small and just at the doorway, pretty small, it's managed to zoom in and get a (laughs) shot, headshot of him, and it's recognised somebody else oh that was lunchtime that was the <laughs> uber eats that was the uber eats driver um so i'm gonna say i don't know him because the you know we're not likely to see the same thing again and then there's some character uh greg here that came walking through the okay so now i've ticked everyone off and what you can do is go and name uh name people as well yeah so and and i haven't worked through all of the options on the alerts i'm getting way too many notifications at the moment um but i think yeah you can change who you do and don't get alerted by um who's family and not family and so on um but it's already got a reasonably big list of of faces that recognize yeah. probably um somewhere between 10 and yeah at least 10 uh by now so uh yeah very it's, nice um, that's very cool so great to it's always good i think when you know these um smart home sort of manufacturers start bringing their product to new zealand and yeah. they're officially supported yes because although you know a few of us will jump through the hoops to bring in products from other parts of the world and try them out yeah. Um, they're often not really geared up very well. They don't maybe handle time zones and, and other things correctly. Yeah. So, yeah, great to see a, a, a few more options coming onto the market. Nice. Locally. Yeah. It's very tidy. Is this the sort of thing that would, would interest you? I, well, I'm, I live out west in the, you know, out in Huia, so uh, I, I only probably get about three visitors to my door. You know, we don't have a lot of foot traffic in Huia. <laughs> um, so it wouldn't, wouldn't be something I'd use at home, but maybe at the office it could be quite handy, especially, you know, with deliveries and things like that coming in and going. And um, we often have a lot of equipment in our office, so it's good to know who's been and gone. And- yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that's something to be said for there's sort of that crossover between, you know, consumer electronics mm. Especially in the smart home space, are often relevant within small businesses in New Zealand because we've got so many, yeah. and actually the requirements often can be, you know, quite close to um, home type scenarios. Mm-hmm. That said, sometimes they're not officially supported and so on yeah. either. So not always ideal. I guess it'd be quite handy if you had people, you know, coming to the office to take equipment out with them on a job or something like that. Oh. Um, uh, they you could look back and go, oh, okay, whoever you know, Rob just took out that piece of equipment with them on a job or you know yeah you got a, a record of who's who's, yeah. who's coming and going yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so no, there could be some interesting interesting uses and you know imagine more time goes on there'll be you know smarter and smarter uses yes. as you say if it's sort yes. of recognizing some equipment yeah going in or out you know that could be a an automatic tracking system that it goes and zooms in and yeah. finds the bit where there's a barcode yeah Something on the box, and, you know, is. you're uh, clocking stock in and out without actually having to do anything. Yeah. Just as it walks out the door, and it and it figures it out yeah. uh, visually. Yeah, you 
Yeah, You've got enough nice. cameras in place and so on. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Very cool. Now, what else have we got on the agenda there, Theo? Uh, what were we going to talk about? Uh, well, we've oh, got flying cars. Or and am- uh, Amber Alerts. Yes. So, those that have been listening for well, a few months at least, <laughs> um, which is, is probably a reasonable chunk of our, our audience, um, may remember an episode earlier on in the year we spoke, I was in, uh, I was in California uh, in Los Angeles and we spoke about Amber Alerts because I had one of these alerts come yeah. up on my phone and they were, they were everywhere, it was on TV and there were alerts that were just pushing through onto your, uh, onto your phone. Mm. And uh, so we had a bit of a, you know, dived in and, and a somewhat in-depth uh, chat about it. Well, uh, police and Facebook uh, are launching those Amber Alerts here uh, in New Zealand. Cool. Which is, um, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. In some ways it's sort of sad that, you know, we should even need to think about these things. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, it's quite nice being this little country that's safe <laughs> and we don't have these sorts of things go on um, very often. But it's those- really for those unique scenarios when something does happen yeah. and somebody does need to move quickly. Mm. You know, um, Often they seem to be tied into more sort of custody dispute type scenarios and so on. Yeah. You know, one parent runs off with a child. They're not, you know, supposed to be... Uh, taking away something like that, um, but sometimes there's certainly more sinister, sinister things. And you know the information that uh, um, you know w- w- was shared by uh, by Facebook around this, you know, referenced uh, a scenario uh, where you know a young uh, a young uh, Kiwi gal, um, you know, disappeared. Um, you know, thirty. Four years ago, mm. and uh, you know, I don't think it was ever you know seen or heard of again. So, uh-huh. and it's in those uh, the, the you know the the first few hours where there's the best chance, uh, the best chance, right of um, of of finding people. So, uh, um, yeah, that one was um, was was pretty sad. Mm. Um, Kersha Jensen rode mm. her horse um, uh, to beach. Uh, Napier area and uh, uh, never returned, and you know w- w- was never located. So you know mm. you you don't know whether a system like this could have could have helped, but yeah, could be uh, could, well, could be a good thing in the future, especially in those uh, in those kind of uh, in our uh, you know our climate in New Zealand. There's a lot of people you know who go missing on bushwalks or inexperienced trampers, or you know they may have been. Um, uh, you know, just disappear, and sometimes you know, time is crucial to get to them if they've been missing for a certain period of time. So it could have some use there. Yeah, um, I haven't. What I haven't seen yet, and this is probably because the initial information was coming through, uh, was coming through from Facebook. Um, was I ha- haven't seen a whole lot of, you know, detail. Around the uh, you know the technicalities, so yeah. you know we're aware. Yes, it's going to come through in people's news feeds and, and Facebook. Um, I haven't seen anything that ad- advises that this is going to be going out um, in uh, through smartphones. And of course, we have well, we've, we've got most of the way there with a, you know, a system for. Uh, uh, tsunami alerts and 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 the like um, onto our smartphones in New Zealand. In mm. fact, there were you know a, a chunk of us customers who use uh, Vodafone and uh, got awoken in the middle of the night uh, a <laughs> month, month or two back with uh, uh, one of the contractors that was based overseas just doing a test and didn't realise. Oh yeah, this thing's actually all all hooked up. It's it's all it's all live. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. Someone toggled a switch wrong or something, <laughs> and uh, three messages within about twenty minutes wow. in, the of, in the middle of the night. Um. So yeah, I mean, the technology's all there. It, it could, you know, possibly be uh, be used to go through, um, 
mobile and we will uh, we will see um, Facebook looks for users that are within a 160 kilometer radius oh, okay. um, of the area where the um, you know the, the child has gone uh, uh, missing from but yeah no um, um, no detail on whether this will go out to uh, um, to mobile um, yeah the 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 text message style alert that basically pushes straight through to phones based on location. It's a little bit different I, from a text and I, message. And but uh, Does that yeah. circumvent – I mean, with Facebook, I guess if you're not sharing your location on the app, it's not going to know where you are, so it's not going to send you something, right? So, um, Right, yeah, if you've blocked location services from the, from the app. Yeah, then, uh, it won't know where you are. Uh, well, you can, it can, they can pick up things probably from your IP address and That's so true. on, so they can get a, they'd be able to get a rough location. Yeah. Um, yeah, yep. So, anyway, just, um, Always interesting to hear as these things uh, these things come come through. But that's one of the opportunities you get with a big provider like Facebook if they decide to do something for you know whatever reason that potentially has a positive uh, you know impact. Mm. They can roll that you know they can roll these things out um, pretty you know, all, all around the world yeah. and, and, and pretty fast. So uh, yeah. Um, okay, nice. let's talk fun, crazy stuff. Uber <laughs> flying cars. This is a video. I think we'll probably um, try and put it up on the uh, the the NZ Tech Podcast uh, page. It looks very cool, doesn't it? It does. It does. Very futuristic. Do you want to you want to just describe it, um, Theo, or do you want me to? Uh, you go for it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm keen to hear what you think. <laughs> well, look, that you know, it's. It's a very, um, you know, visually um, arresting sort of bit of footage is the wrong is the wrong word because it's a um, you know it's a it's a promo uh, video. But uh, you basically got you know somebody who's you know finished work for the day, walks out of a meeting, walks across. It looks like they sort of something like they they walk across the road to a um, uh, a high rise uh, building. And, um, you know, catch the, um, we'd call it a lift in New Zealand, but in this case it's American <laughs> video, so we'll call it an elevator. Um, and uh, the, the, the woman uh, basically jumps into the Uber app, uh, you know, books it from, uh, yeah, from, from ground level. And as she looks up, you can see these, um, um, uh, I guess, you know, uh, well, Unmanned isn't they're not UAVs are they they're, they're uh, but or, or yeah. autonomous, autonomous. Um, aerial vehicles or you know um, leave, leaving the building and then gets up on top of the building um, apparently there's a bit and I sort of missed it in the video a bit where you know they go through a little bit of a turnstile thing and there's a staff member there to you know yeah yeah check them but Push them on but basically they just walk out and uh, and and onto one of these. Uh, Things which looks like a sort of combination between a plane and a and a helicopter to a to a degree, um, and um, yeah, very uh, very quick uh, quick quick little uh, uh, little journey, I suppose, and um, away away they go, um, and you know, picture of one fly, flying over. Um, uh, a, a spot where uh, you know kids are, are at a playground and so on, um, and there's a I, I'm guessing a, a an Uber car that then picks them up from the drop off point, yeah, there was. and uh, and and you know takes it home. So it's that multi mode type transport um, thinking as well. Um, although you know, I imagine if this is going to take off, then you just might want to maybe convert your your garage at home to be a landing pad for. Uh, <laughs> Uh, for one of these things, work. or so you can have your own, right? So, uh, um, yeah, some interesting possibilities, mm. but it does look very cool, very, uh, very, very slick, and um, yeah. So the the timeline is, or certainly the reports, and this is NASA working with with Uber apparently on this interesting partnership. Um, <laughs> Los Angeles listed as a as a test city. Um, but you know, talk that it, it could be uh, uh, could be as soon as twenty twenty uh, that the, these types of things could uh, uh, 
could arrive. Um, VTOLs, they call them, don't they? Vert- mm, vertical, vertical takeoff, takeoff and, yeah. and, and landing uh, vehicles. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really curious about all of these flying uh, vehicles of which we've We've seen varying little bits and pieces. There's the uh, the the Chinese uh, uh, dro- looks like a drone, but it's big enough to carry somebody up to I don't know 110, 120 kilos. Yeah. Um, that Dubai have said they're going to uh, gonna gonna roll out. That's um, with the four rotors, isn't it? That one. Um, Trying to remember how many uh, how many rotors. Oh yeah, no, you're right. It is yeah, it is it is yeah. four. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's a bun- bunch of these sort of flying car taxi type <laughs> uh, um, things that are supposedly coming. And what was the one we saw the other day? Was it a? Um, I don't know if it was a bike or a. Plane, but it looked very, uh, very. I think it was a flying bike that looked quite Star Wars, <laughs> and you had these spinning blades. And apparently, oh, they, yes. they were testing in, in Dubai. that. Yeah, police yeah. in in Dubai as well. But it, yeah, it, it looked, you wouldn't want to slip, would you? It looked crazy dangerous. <laughs> um, but you know, some parts of the world where uh, occupational health and, and safety <laughs> things are, you know, are. Less importance, maybe. Yeah, I mean, with all these designs, I mean, because they've got these exposed rotors, yeah. you know. At the end of the day, you, you, I just keep thinking about the safety of them and the realities of them actually traversing a busy city, you know. And I don't know. We've got this attitude here in New Zealand. <laughs> She'll be right, mate. <laughs> uh, but um, like, what is it? The 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 Terra Fuja, Fujia. Uh, the one that Volvo's currently uh, purchased, that startup, that yes. they, they, you know, in all their concept art, they show the car. Okay, you know, so it turns into a car and you can drive it around and it looks very Thunderbird esque, you know, driving around. Yeah. And then the wings just simply fold out and the rotors go up and you take off in yeah. a park. <laughs> you know, it's like they're always taking off in a park or a parking lot or something like that. So you're going to have to have these dedicated spaces where you can actually lift off. Otherwise, there's people just going to be stopping in the middle of the road and launching their vehicle into the air, holding up traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, ah, no big, no big deal. No biggie. Um, and one of the companies to get on this is uh, Kalashnikov. <laughs> the... Um, Russian makers of the um, um, AK forty-seven. <laughs> so yes. uh, I, I do. I do wonder whether there might be some coming together of their flying hover cycle uh, <laughs> with some weaponry. I'm, ho- I'm hoping not. But uh, the the photo that I found online had a military vehicle right there in the background behind their uh, you know, their flying hover cycle. So, uh, you know, yeah. um, doesn't... Buy the extras package. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, uh, yeah, leave you feeling uh, too relaxed around their, uh, their intentions. Oh, dear. It'll be an interesting world, that's for sure. So, I mean, what's your thought? Are we, I mean, are we maybe just going to bypass the autonomous cars and go no. straight to uh, flying uh, flying vehicles? Or I just, um, I just, I was, I was talking about it earlier. Um, uh, you know, I mean, you're still going to have limitations over weather. Firstly, so you know, you might go and book your Uber flying car plane helicopter and then you know you get up there and they go oh sorry it's too windy we can't lift off we're in the middle of buildings you know so i think i think the easiest that we are we're probably going to be introduced to the autonomous thing through you know vehicles whether it's petrol or most probably electric but and then and then fine tune that and then we can kind of adapt it to the skies <laughs> yeah. okay so with with electric vehicles that sort mm. of started out as something where people could you know build their own mm. And you know that's something that you've done. You built mm. your own electric vehicle. I did. Yeah. Um, do you think that there will be a market for sort of the add-on technologies to make existing vehicles autonomous, or do you think that autonomous vehicles very much it'll be you buy a new car and it's and it's autonomous when you, when you buy it, or do you think there might be some sort of uh, in between? 
on there oh. where you could you know you could buy the bits and pieces and upgrade your yeah, uh, yeah, you know yeah. your, your lovely old vintage car through to your you know whatever whatever you've got. I guess and, the question uh, is, would you want to upgrade an old lovely vintage? Because I mean, I guess you know, I mean, there was always that debate when I was building a car. You know, everyone kept on coming up and saying, "Is there a kit?" I can just put in my Toyota, whatever it is, and convert it to electric. And theoretically, yeah, you could build that, no problems. And you could probably make a universal kit that you could... But that's just the drive components, right? Whereas with the autonomous cars, for safety, you know, the Tesla Model X has eight cameras in it. Yeah, it doesn't... I mean, how much can you get a (laughs) webcam for these days, Theo? Exactly. I mean, we go out, get some cheap... In fact, I've got a reversing camera. I just found the little... uh, a little envelope the other day that I'd, I'd mislaid, must have ordered it off eBay or yeah. something. It was I don't know, $15, $20 or something. <laughs> Didn't matter that I'd lost it because it was only 15 or $20. Yeah. Gives a reasonable picture, infrared cams. <laughs> so, you know, it can't cost too much. You know, little, little stick bits it on and, the, bits stick and it on pieces the hood. Yeah. you find online on, uh, <laughs> you know, eBay, Amazon, AliExpress or something. <laughs> You know, wire, wire it in, wire it in, and uh, then you have a little, uh, you know, Nvidia chip that does all the all the smarts, and uh, plug going? it into the back of the robot that you uh, slap in the front seat, and away you go. <laughs> That'd be hysterical. You'd probably end up spending uh, just as much <laughs> converting your car. Well, that's always always the case with electric conversions. Anyway, it's basically the cost of. Uh, of, well, the batteries, of, the batteries were the big cost. So this should be a fraction of the cost of an yeah. EV conversion. Yeah, because what EV conversion? You're up for ten, twenty thousand oh, dollars. Yeah, twenty to thirty, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I'd be th- all these will just be standard off the shelf. Yeah, you just have. Yeah, that'd be hysterical. Just yeah. don't drive it out in the rain. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be a software upgrade that'll deal with that. One, one, you know, once it'll be self-learning. So the first time it sort of, uh, you know, has the a first crash. It's has yeah. A, <laughs> yeah, no, it could be. Well, yeah, uh, I think there's some. There could be some interesting possibilities yeah, there. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm picking that. Well, actually, no, I haven't got my head around this. I think it could. It I could think be from done. Somebody, somebody, you- somebody could sell. At least a kit that gives a level of mm. that, and when, when we get to a certain point, if the technology and the software is there, and these things would, yeah. you know, like to be able to continuously update. <clears throat> in theory, you should be able to buy one for another another vehicle. Thinking about how many vehicles are on the road yeah. already, yeah. and I don't know what the percentage is globally. Yeah. Maybe more so on some markets than others. Yeah, uh, but in New Zealand, we have a lot of secondhand cars. We right, do, we it's, do. A, it's a really big percentage. Um, so there could be some markets. If there was a kit that you could buy for a low cost, and I'm not going to define what that is, whether it's you know five hundred or five thousand yeah. or twenty thousand, but there would be a a price point where there could be a sweet spot where people would say, "Oh, I I would do that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. For, for five thousand dollars, the convenience of having this capability would be would be worth uh, worth adding it on. And uh, you know, in theory, the um, the electronics and and software to do it shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be the sort of cost that it, that it was certainly to do a an electric vehicle. Yeah, conversion. yeah. Well, I guess uh, I guess it'll it'll be if you compare them with the manufacturer, so that these parts can be follow the the cabling of the existing car. Yeah, yeah. Then why not? But I then then I guess it's about you know some of these cars actually are manual steering. You know they don't have el- electric motors driving yeah, the steering. That, that's why you you put one of these. We've got our, we've got our robot, Meccano here. robot here. I don't know how he would go with his hands on the wheel, but you know you wire up something that's a little bit tougher and uh, can take the steering wheel. Uh, I don't know what happens when its foot slips off the brake or uh, you just bolt you know. it on. Yeah. Um, and you probably pay a little bit more for the model that has to do you know, manual gear changes. <laughs> um, you know, especially if you've got a slippery clutch or something. Uh, you, can, you can pay extra yeah. for the add-on where the robot curses when it drives through bad traffic. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, look, we've got a lot to look forward to in, in the future with uh, with technology. Um, between, you know, now and when... Um, the you know the robots really are able to uh, do all the all the hard work for us. <laughs> now, oh, there was one other thing before we finish up. I wanted to um, mm. um, wanted to talk about was this thing called uh, Mission One. Mission One is complete. I read over the weekend. <laughs> do you know what Mission One is? 
Well, yeah, I had a had a wee look, and it's pretty cool. So it's taking photos of the entire globe, basically. Yeah, so they've been uh, they've been doing this for um, I don't know, what is it, about six or seven. Uh, I think they said six or seven years. Years, yeah. and now, um, and you can look these guys up planet dot com. Um, but they've just announced that now they every day. They get 1.4 million 29 megapixel images, and that gives them enough images, and they have enough coverage. They're basically photographing the planet in its entirety every single day. Amazing. Six over six terabytes of uh, data that they uh, downlink off their satellites. They've got a um, a network of uh, of satellites now that they've built up uh, ar- around the globe. Um, yeah, they've launched over three hundred, two hundred of um, in in um, operation that ha- um, do medium and uh, and high resolution. And um, yeah, they st- started out uh, their founding to- team in uh, in in Cupertino with. Um, uh, I think less less than uh, ten of them working out of the old classic garage in uh, in Silicon Valley type scenario, uh, and now they're uh, they're covering the globe. That's kind of Very nuts cool. to you know to think of you know you go to sort of you know Google Earth and Google Maps and so on. We used to yeah. go in and oh look, there's that image from <laughs> you know that must have been from like last year sometime, and you know oh that's really cool that they managed to get that photo, but knowing yeah. that. Actually, now, if you wanted, um, and depending on, you know, I think there's all sorts of uses for this information, but, you know, technically you could get access to, you know, overhead imagery of your house and all sorts of things like that. But but then the the sort of, I guess, the business uses where, you know, they they talk about using it to predict what's going to happen in an economy based on knowing how many containers go in and out of a particular cargo port, mm. how many ships are coming out, and then, you know, they, they can basically go through and scan the, you know, the containers that are on the wharfs and link those back to uh, to ships and Amazing. just, I mean, massive amounts of data, yeah. work out how many vehicles were on a road and, well, you yeah, know, on a particular I just thought that for Auckland. day and working out what's <laughs> happening from a, you know, traffic perspective. You know, you add that together with all the other, you know, data points and ways of measuring these things. Uh, very, very handy because one of the things that I wonder about, and this is going back into into your area in terms of cars, yeah. Um, there's you know this whole idea of oh look you know I won't need to have a car very soon mm. because I'll just you know jump in an autonomous vehicle and it's going to take me to work. Well, I tried to do that the the other day. Battery went flat on the car. Mm. It was at work. It was a Friday afternoon. Ah, you know I'm going home, so yeah, jumped in the Uber, went yeah. home. Did that for a couple of days. It's like, yeah. oh, I must get around, call the AA and get them to come and yeah, sort yeah, it. Yeah. And, uh, oh, you need a new battery, Paul. All right. So, you know, yeah. got, got the new battery uh, in. But in the meantime, one of the, one of those particular mornings, I was looking at it, I was like, what? And it was, yeah, it must have been, yeah, three times what it normally costs to catch the Uber. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, no, I don't want to pay that to get to you know get to the office. I'm going to work from home for another you know half hour or or so, um, or um, yeah, ask for a, a ride in from uh, from Selena who would be coming into the office uh, soon anyway. So yeah, there, there's you know I'm still trying to get my head around yeah. that that particular. That particular piece, and I guess that's where again the idea of multi-mode transport, where you you know you might use a vehicle for some part of you know a traditional vehicle yeah. like a car uh, for some part of the journey maybe, but you wouldn't necessarily get you know go through all of the traffic. So it yeah. might be a vehicle drops or you know I mean in my case it'll be walked to the train station, yeah. catch the train, and then maybe get picked up. At the at the other end, maybe, yeah, yeah. and those are the sorts of things that you weigh up because look, that's going to have less of a carbon footprint. It's going to be lower cost. Actually, it's going to be quicker because the train doesn't have to yeah. uh, deal with uh, Auckland traffic. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. You know, away away you go. So um, yeah. yeah, I mean, if I could use my flying car to fly over the Waitakere's, but get dropped off at the station and train in, my my trip would be like. 
10, 15 minutes. It'd be brilliant. I mean, maybe 20. That, that, that sounds good. Oh, there could be some sort of variation on that. If yeah, you had yeah. a, a smart sort of slingshot, you know, that <laughs> fires you up and then kind of a catching pad or a parachute for your landing. But it's all calculated out. So if it's safe, um, then that could, that could be a possibility. I mean, I, once you add all the data points, <laughs> we can bring safety to some things that, you know, seem as though they're out of a cartoon. <laughs> An inflatable suit just inflates just to save you when you uh, hit the ground. It'll be good. Hey, that could be an invention yeah. right there. <laughs> First to patent it wins. All right. Um, anything else that you want to update us on from the uh, electric vehicle world that we should be aware of? How often are your episodes coming out? Fortnightly at this stage. We're going to try and do them weekly next year, but um, fortnightly is kind of working well for us at the moment. But um, uh, what's happening? Oh, well, I'm uh, uh, working with a guy called Ira Munn who was at EV World this year. Um, and he's building a very cool thing called the Drop, which is a kit set electric car that um, is made out of 3D printed recycled, uh, out of recycled plastic, 3D printed panels. And it's like a, a, an electric car, one seater, goes 320 k's per charge. And it's um, and it's uh, basically being prototyped next year, awesome. and then they're rolling the kits out in June. So um, uh, I'm teaming up with uh, Ira just to make a little doco of it and follow him through the process because it's really Fantastic. interesting. Oh, that does sound interesting. And uh, hopefully, the, well, the plan at this stage is to when the kits are released in June, go and uh, build them with a with a school. So so that's quite fun. So that's what I'm working on at the moment. So schools will be building cars as their totally. fun fun project. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, but they build robots, right? So what's... I don't I've, remember anything exciting as building a car at school no, in my day. No, I had wax and maybe Meccano if I was lucky. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's very cool. So uh, um, I'm working on that one. And uh, and then, yeah, as I said before, we're doing our uh, Myths episode uh, tomorrow. We'll be recording that. So that'll be online soon. That'll be online on, on Saturday. So, um, yeah. yeah, so the plan with that is, you know, there's all these people who are thinking about switching, even though it seems to be building quite a lot of momentum now. Well, the, um, current, the current stats for New Zealand, what is it? Was it 2,700? I don't have the numbers in front of me, but there was a pretty strong increase in the number of registrations of oh, yeah. new electric vehicles well, this, this I think, year. I think total we're up to, five, last I looked, it was about 5,350-something. So, you know, the target was in the threes, and we passed that well well in advance of um, of what we were scheduled to. So I think you yeah. know, it's just kind of steamrolling now. Yeah, um, yeah, which is cool. And, I mean, you know, there's some really cool cars um, coming out. You know, t- 2019, 2020 seems to be when all this new kind of exciting tech's coming out, like the the flying cars and the Honda Honda EV uh, Urban, I quite like the look of. That's a little sort of retro starlet looking uh, little Honda EV, all autonomous yep. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so it's it's quite, quite exciting um, to see it all... Uh, Rolling out. I just, ho- I just hope uh, uh, D and Steve can uh, manage to keep up with the, uh, the the charging demand, but they no problem. Yeah, at the with running EV <coughs> charging. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's all pretty exciting. So that's good. That's yeah. good. Um, if anyone is interested in the Nest cams we talked about earlier, uh, wants to check the pricing and so on, they are already in retailers in New Zealand. Uh, and if you go to nest dot com. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can actually. They've they've even got a um, they've got an online store uh, there. Uh, oh, it's pointing you at the moment to JB, uh, PB Tech, and uh, Meridian. And Meridian are doing a bit of a deal um, to um, to I think you sign up with Meridian, and they will actually give you a uh, a Nest Protect smoke alarm. So. You have to do the maths and work out whether that uh, makes sense <laughs> um, or not. But hey, the good way to get them uh, yeah, get, get them out. into the market. Um, I think we've got a slightly wider distribution here in New Zealand. Than they do in Australia. I think there's only only they've done a partnership in Australia just with one um, one company. So yeah, right. A uh, little bit less uh, choice there. Um, all right. Well, that's us for this week. Thanks everybody for listening in. Um, now, if you're wanting to get your uh, your business in shape and uh, 
capture your business processes, make sure that those things are run consistently, uh, then check out nztechpodcast.com slash process street uh, and you can find out a few details there on how to get access uh, to a free trial of process street and also to a, a long term uh, ongoing discount if you decide to uh, uh, to use it but uh, within my businesses we found it to be an absolutely killer tool uh, been using it for well over a year uh, now to capture our business processes and yeah, kind of wonder how we how we uh, how we did things without it. Well, I do I do remember <laughs> some of the challenges. Uh, lots of paper checklists for certain things, and where's the checklist for that thing that we did twelve weeks ago? Did it get scanned? It didn't, oh, and yeah, so uh, but just having that stuff electronic, multiple people can you know can use it use these things uh, real time from you know whether it's from a, mm-hmm. a mobile browser or you know wherever. Um, very, very handy. So thoroughly recommended. nztechpodcast.com slash process street. Now, Theo, where do we track you down online? Well, you can uh, track me down at um, NZEV Podcast on Facebook. It's probably the best place. And uh, we kind of post uh, everything that we do on there. And um, uh, if you're interested in EVs, head over to the NZEV Owners uh, group on Facebook as well, I would suggest. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, you can track me down, paulspain.com, uh, online, or um, Paul Spain across uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, see you next time. See ya. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.